the Girl Means Business podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls. Over the last few years, I have built a business that allowed me to quit my nine to five, spend more time with the ones that I love and live my best life. Now I'm sharing everything I learned along the way with you. Each week, my guests and I will share actionable tips, tangible advice, and honest conversations to help you build your dream business. So get ready to take notes and put in the work because this girl means business. Hey guys, and welcome back to another week here on the Girl Means Business podcast. I'm so excited that you've tuned in again this week. We are now three weeks into 2020, and hopefully all of your goals, resolutions, plans are going smoothly. I know that this is about the time of year when some of those little resolutions start to slip a little bit. Uh, Some of our goals we'd set start looking a little more daunting than they did when we were jotting them down. So hopefully you are feeling really good about them. You're going strong. If you're struggling and you need some help, I want to help you out. So head over to the Girl Means Business Facebook group. Make sure you join the group. Each week we have conversation topics we go around, we talk about, we share our struggles, our successes. We talk about just little bonus materials for each of the episodes that come out. There's just a lot of conversation going on. So make sure you head over to the Girl Means Business Facebook group. You can just click on the show notes down below and hit the link and go join. All right, guys, this week we have a really exciting episode. I am interviewing my friend Barbara, who is a local photographer here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and a health and fitness coach who has a brand new program out called Hello Healthy. And I'm so excited for her for this program. I think that she has figured something out that a lot of other programs haven't yet. And just her passion, her excitement for it, the way that she's hoping to change women's lives. I'm just, I think this is going to be something huge for her. So I am so excited for her. And in today's interview, we're talking all about healthy habits and fitting with this month's theme of creating healthy habits. We're talking about how your habits in your lifestyle, so making healthy choices with your body, trying to live your healthiest life when it comes to what you eat, how you exercise, how much sleep you're getting, you know, just your overall well-being, it affects so much of your life. You know, I think that a lot of times we look at health and fitness as just, well, I need to eat better. I need to exercise, but there's so much more into it. And that's one of the things that Barbara's incorporating into her hello healthy program. And so we talk a lot about that in this interview. Now, one little side note, just in case you are starting to think like, wow, Kendra's really got her ish together. Let me just tell you a little story about this interview. I, (laughs) I don't know. I, I'm just losing my mind right now. The kids just went back to school this past week. I thought they were starting school earlier than they were. I'm like off by a couple days. I just am like completely out of sorts after this holiday break. And I sit down to record the interview with Barbara and I have my headphones on. I've got my microphone ready and I'm like, I can't hear anything in my headphones. What is going on? I'm like plugging them in, unplugging them, plugging them back in. Nothing's working. The whole interview, I'm sitting here like talking into my microphone, just going about the interview. When I realize I never plugged my microphone in. So 
The audio recording for this is just straight from the computer, and it's not terrible, but it's not my typical caliber of microphone recording. I just was like, oh my gosh, Kendra, you've got to plug the stinking microphone in before you record an episode. So again, just more proof that I'm nowhere near perfect. I'm still figuring this whole thing out. And from now on, I will try to remember to plug in the microphone before I record my interviews. All right, guys, let's go ahead and jump into this week's interview with my friend, Barbara. Hi, Barbara. How are you? I'm great. How are you this morning? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited to chat with you. Yes, I'm excited too. I know we've been planning to do this for a while. I think you were one of like the first people I reached out to whenever we I started this whole podcast and it's just life is crazy and I'm so glad we're finally getting a chance to sit down and finally chit chat and talk about health and life and business and kids and everything. Yes, absolutely. I blame the delay on the children. Oh, absolutely. I blame them for everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Always getting the children. I always say it's a good thing they're cute because otherwise they just get in the way sometimes. Yes, for sure. (laughs) So we were talking a little bit before I hit record and we were saying we kind of live some very similar parallel lives. So um, we're both sevens. We're both married to fives. We both have daughters. So you have three, I have two, but I think we're ours are almost the same age because how old are your girls? So I have a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, and a 3-year-old. So I have a 7 and a 3-year-old. So we're kind of right in there. They're about to be 8 and 4. Okay. And yeah, it's it's a lot. The threes are rough. I think yes. I forgot because I have such a big age gap in between our second and our third. Mm-hmm. But man, the threes are just a whole, they're a whole nother level of I went from like, oh, she's so sweet and cute. I just wanted to like be with her all the time to who is this child and where did all of this attitude come from? And then about four and a half, five, you're like, welcome back. Yeah. Happy you came back to us. (laughs) Right? I'll be excited to see how the next couple of years with your oldest goes because that's my next fear is like the preteen teen phase. So I'll be putting an eye on your, on your feed for that. I'm like, okay, how are you navigating this whole like preteen world? <laughs> oh, the hormones are real. Oh. Yes. We've already done sports bra shopping. I mean, it's the real deal. It's like everything you kind of remember growing up, mm-hmm. but trying to do it and, you know, connect with your kid at the same time. Oh, oh my gosh. It just oh. gives me anxiety thinking about it. Well, yeah. and on top of all that, so we both have photography in common And then you have now branched off into a new business venture, which we'll talk about. So we have a lot of similarities. So I'm super excited to get into that. But then also we're talking today about healthy habits. And so you're going to give us some tips on leading a healthier life, both um, in your health and fitness journey and then how that affects everything else in your life as well. So let's start off and kind of give us an overview of your story. Like, how did you get into what you're doing? Kind of give us your journey a little bit. Okay. So fresh out of college, I became a certified personal trainer and nutrition consultant. And I did that for about five years. And then I had a baby. And you know, you know how that goes. Oh, yeah. I, (laughs) I ended up staying at home with her and I started a photography business. And so I have three girls. And so over like a nine year time period, I really lost my health. 
Like I just wasn't putting myself as priority. Um, the kids obviously always come first, especially when they're tiny. It's so hard. I mean, you're just in the thick of diapers and feeding them and, and honestly keeping them alive and loved. And yeah. survival mode. Survival mode. And when you have time to work out, you're, you're so exhausted. It's just hard to even get one in. So I completely, I lost my health, but really the turn came for me um, with my husband. So my husband, two years ago, came home from work with what we thought was a migraine. And I've had migraines before. And so I was like, okay, we need to get you in a dark room. Let's get an ice pack on the back of your head or the back of your neck. Um, I gave him some ibuprofen. I said, the best thing that you can do is sleep. So I got him all set up. He managed to fall asleep. And the next morning he wakes up and he can't feel the entire right side of his body. So he goes to stand up out of bed and he falls back onto the bed. And I'm like, okay, this is more than a migraine. And so I go into fight or flight mode. If you've heard of this, um, I go downstairs. I tell the girls, hey, something's wrong with dad. I need you guys to get ready and to get in the van because we're going to take him to the ER. I come upstairs. My husband's like 6'3", 6'4", 220 plus. And I managed to get him dressed and get him down two flights of stairs and into our van. And we race him to the ER. And I'm sitting in the waiting room with my girls, with all three of them. And at the time, my youngest, my three-year-old, was nine months. I've got her on my hip. I've got the other two girls there. And we're in one of those standalone ERs not like one that took to a hospital. And so it's small and the doors open and I can see Greg on the stretcher, like they're pulling him into a different room and the nurse comes out and I'll just never forget. This is like a monumental moment in my life. And she comes up and she says, ma'am, we think your husband either had a stroke or he's having a stroke. Mm. We need to take him to a different hospital, to a hospital that specializes in strokes over in Plano. So we're going to take him by ambulance over there. And it was really like my life flashing before my eyes. So we, of course, follow the ambulance to the other hospital. And we're sitting with Greg in his room. And the doctor had warned us that we weren't, he wasn't sure if when he stood up, he'd be able to walk. And we're sitting there and Greg and I are just crying. And we just looked at each other and I said to him, we have to do better. Like we have to chase our dreams. Mm-hmm. We have to not be getting so stressed out about all the little things that happen in this life. And we have to take care of our health. And um, he did have to relearn how to walk, um, but he was able to get home in time to walk the girls to their first day of school here in Texas. Cause we had just moved prior to that. And, um, it really, that's just the biggest game changer in our life. That was the biggest moment in our, um, that changed our way of thinking in our life. And so I had not been taking care of myself either. Like I said before, I had had three babies. I had put myself on the back burner. I was running this photography business and just kind of, um, what do they say? Burning the candle at both ends. Yeah. Yeah. And, So I started doing research. So I was once a certified personal trainer and nutrition consultant. And I mean, I just started diving into what are the best ways for myself to get healthy, but not just myself, my whole family. So I came up with, um, I started researching, came up with some different ways for us to get healthy. um, And it worked, I feel like almost close to pre-baby. Nice. It's hard to do, right? 
Um, and then developed a program to help other women get healthy. That's so amazing. I, I heard kind of some of your story just on Instagram, Facebook and stuff, but I hadn't heard the full story about your husband. Like I knew he'd had a stroke, but just the, cause how old was he when that happened? He was 41. That's so crazy. Cause that's so young. And like my husband's about to be 40 and like, I know that we're not at our healthiest. I mean, we are not super active and you know, he's got like an hour long commute one way to work and then he gets home late and now it's dark early and we just don't do a whole lot. And I know that like our eating habits are not great. And so it, hearing things like that, like it really hits home with me. Cause I do, I, you know, you hear stories all the time about people who lose their spouses at such a young age and because of health issues. And I'm just like, I, I need to do better. Just like you were saying, like, and I think a lot of people can relate to that feeling of like knowing they need to do better, but then like the practical steps to get there. I think we all kind of know, like, I know what to do to be healthy, but do I always do it? No. <laughs> well, and here's the deal is that it's not about being perfect. And I think that that's what we get so hung up on when we're trying to take care of ourselves is we have to do, we have to follow this program and it has to be completely perfect every step of the way. And then once it's not, then we are just like, whatever, I'm going to go back into my old habits, but we're going to fall down over and over again, just like we do in business, just like we do in everyday life. Um, it's the same goes with our health. And so if you go out and let's say you order a number three from Burger King, then just know your next meal, you can turn that around. You know, it's just a matter of changing your mindset to it's not all or nothing. 80% of the time, I'm going to take amazing care of myself. And if I want to go out for drinks with my friends, perfect. That's yeah. important too. Your social life is important too. You know, being in yeah. community is important too, but then not beating yourself up for that as well. You know? Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I agree. I think that that all or nothing mentality is easy to fall into, especially because like you were saying in business too, like, yeah, it's easy to fall into the idea that like, okay, either I have to be perfect or it's all done. And I, I see that in my, and I, I've struggled this in my business too. Like something like, Oh, well I didn't get that done. It, it didn't work out the way I wanted to. So let's just throw it out and start from scratch when it's like, no, it was just a little bit of a slip up. Let's get back on track. Like it's really going to be fine. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. So this month on the podcast, we're talking all about healthy habits. You know, we've talked about you know, goal setting. We've talked about healthy habits just in your business. And so what I wanted to talk with you about is how much healthy habits in our personal lives affects our business. Because most of us listening to this are running our own business. We're in very much intertwined personal and business life. I think it's for a lot of people, it's hard to separate the two because either one, you're working from home or your business is you started your business so that you could live the life you wanted to live. And so it's really easy to kind of fall into these habits of being lethargic, I guess is a good word, you know, kind of, I don't want to say lazy because it's not really laziness, but it's just the idea of like, Oh, well I get to plan my whole day. Like I know for me personally, when I quit teaching, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like I have the whole day to do what I want with. And I had this vision of like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to have a healthy like smoothie for breakfast and I'm going to start my day and I'm going to answer emails and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And the reality was 
I rolled out of bed. I dropped my girls off at school in my pajamas. <laughs> I didn't go to the gym because I didn't feel like getting dressed. And I came home, I watched a few episodes of Friends, and then I would maybe answer a few emails. And it was really easy to fall into this sort of vacation mode. So what advice or tips do you have? I know it's kind of a loaded big question, but like, what are some things that we can do to sort of help us not feel like we're falling into that routine? Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. Falling into um, just not doing what the business needs or what kind of health habits? Yeah, I think the the health habits. Because I know for me, (laughs) when I get up and I am active and I'm doing the things that I kind of had envisioned myself doing, it impacts my whole day. You know, it impacts how productive I am. It impacts, you know, if I start off my day in my pajamas or in my yoga pants, eating a donut and watching Netflix, the rest of my day is probably not going to be super productive. But the days that I get up and I get dressed and I get out and I go to the gym or I go take the dog for a walk and I have a healthy breakfast, then I'm more productive. But it's just a matter of like, how do I make that a habit? Okay. So you're going to do just as you do for your business. You market it on your calendar what day, what time you're working out, what workout you're doing. You make it so clear that when you wake up and you don't feel like it, because you're not going to feel like it. Most people are not like, oh gosh, I'm just jonesing for a run this morning, you know, right? When you wake up, yeah. Um, you have to have it so set, so clear that this is what I'm doing and this is important to me and I'm going to do it no matter what, even if I wake up and I don't feel like it. And another piece of it, just like you said, is pretty much just creating the habit. Right. So these are the five days that I work out every week for 30 minutes at a time. Um, Daytime, if if it's a time that you normally are home with your husband and kids, then you talk to them and say, hey, I've got a new health goal and I really want to do this because I want to feel better. I'm going to be a better wife, a better mom, just a, a better person overall, be able to run my business better if I do this, and so, and this is really important to me. And so I'm going to be gone from five to five 30 Monday through Friday, and I'm going to be working out and then I'll be home after. And so sometimes it's just 
I think we want to make everything so convenient for our families. Like we're always here, especially when we work from home, Um, we're always here. And so I think we want to make it so it's not an inconvenience to them, but it's okay if it is like, this is important to you. And then just really committing to the habit. Like, I know it's going to take this long to create the habit, you know? And even now I've been working out for however long years and I don't feel like it every day, you know, this isn't like, I'm like so excited to go work out every time, but I know afterwards I'm going to feel amazing because when you work out, it drops happy hormones into your body and you feel better. You're more patient with your kids. You can focus more on your business. It's a confidence builder too, because you took care of yourself, you know? No, I love what you just said about the fact that, you know, it not wanting to be an inconvenience. You know, I think that's such a huge thing. And I know that I don't always recognize it as that, but not even with just the working out part. Like my best friend now lives in Colorado and I want to go visit her before the flights become super expensive in the spring. And I was telling my husband about it last night and he was like, well, you were just there a couple months ago and she was just here like a couple weeks ago. Like, why are you going up there again? And, and I was like, well, cause I want to go. And he's like, well, I can't, I have to work. I have things to do. And I'm like, I get that. I will arrange things, but it's like those types of situations where that's a bigger scale, but on the smaller scale, like day to day, I think that's a big thing. We, we call it like the mom guilt, but I think a big part of it is we don't want to be an inconvenience. Yeah. And so as women, I know myself especially, and I'm sure I speak for a lot of women when I say this, we tend to say, well, it's fine. I'll just put myself on the back burner because it's easier for my husband or it's easier for my kid's schedule or it's easier for this person or I don't want to inconvenience them for me. And, and we can feel selfish about it. It's really easy to feel like it's a selfish thing. One of the benefits I know for me is like the gym I go to, they have childcare. And so it's included in the price. I can take my youngest one with me. She loves to go because the girl that works in the childcare room, like does her hair and paints her nails for her. And she'll come up to me. She's like, mommy, my nails are naked. We need to go to the gym. (laughs) That's awesome. And so like it, that helps. But even so, like there's lots of times when it's, I can't always go at the times that they have childcare. And so I have to go in the afternoons or evenings. And then I feel like, well, my husband just got home from work and now I'm leaving and leaving him with the kids. And so I I totally get that feeling of you don't want to inconvenience somebody else, but you have to put yourself forward. So I love the idea of having that conversation and just saying like, I need to do this for me and let's all get on board with that. Yeah. Absolutely. And you'll be surprised at how understanding they will be. Like when you actually sit them down, they're like, oh, awesome. Like, good for you. And look what you're doing for your kids. When they're older, when they're moms, they're going to know, I have to take care of myself. I watched my mom take care of herself every single day. And she sat us down. She told us it was important to her. And I'm going to do that too, you know? And so then you create this awesome generational whatever acceptance mm-hmm. of it's good to take care of yourself of self-care and health and all of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And I think, you know, I've, I've thought a lot about this from having girls. And I know you having girls too, probably had the same thought of like, I grew up struggling with my weight. Um, and looking back, I was like, I was never overweight, but I was just always, I've always been tall. I've always been curvier and so like playing sports and stuff, I was always fit and healthy, but I just felt bigger because I was taller than everybody. 
I mean, I was like a foot taller than half the girls in my class growing up. And so it was always something that was on my mind. And I look at my daughters now and my oldest daughter, she has the sweet tooth. She loves anything that's sugary, that's sweet, that's snack junk food type stuff. And I can see that she's kind of built the same way I was. And I want to show her healthy habits. I don't want her falling into the same kind of mind traps that I did growing up. And so I've been trying to do things with her and be more active with her. And she's been a big motivator because we did our first little like 5k fun run back in October. And she keeps asking to do another one. And I'm like, I need to let that be my inspiration too, because not only to do it for myself, but to do it for my girls so that they learn what it means to be healthy and fit and take care of yourself. And that that should be your priority. Absolutely. And then on those days where you don't feel like it, think about her, you know, think about her and how you want her to take care of herself when she's your age and when she's raising kids and um, how much that's going to help her in her everyday life, even from a health standpoint, like anxiety and depression and, oh my gosh, movement is so good for that. So good for joint health and, you know, all the things. It's good. Yeah. We know that, right? We no, I love, yeah. And the color run is, I, th- I think, coming up in March. So that might be a fun one that you can do with her. Yeah. The one we did was a bubble run, which was super fun. Um, until I like rolled my ankle at the end of it. But, <laughs> um, but it was, and that's what she loved was like every mile or so they had like these big sprayers that would spray like foam bubbles. And they were different colors. And you got to run through them. And she had a blast. So I was like, I need to, like, that's something that she and I can do together. And so I need to make that like a priority. And that's one of the things I love about watching you on social media is you do a lot of stuff with your girls. Like I see you always like outside, like going for walks or for runs or whatever, you know, whatever y'all are being active together. And I think that was kind of one of the things I wanted to mention was the fact that how can you get your family to join in with you on this journey? Because it's one thing to say, like, I want to get healthy. I want to eat better. I want to be more active. But if you're living in a house with three or four other people, how can you get them, or even if it's just you and your spouse or you and your parents or whoever it is, how can you get somebody to kind of join you in this journey? So this is one of the reasons I developed Hello Healthy is because all of the programs that are out there are really just for the mom, right? The mom goes and she does the program and she gets healthy, but then mom has to make dinner and then make a separate dinner for herself. And like, that just doesn't, we don't have time for that, right? We're busy and we want our kids to be healthy too. We don't want them eating junk while we're over here eating the good stuff that's blessing our body, right? Right. So I just made a decision on activity outside that if it was close enough that we would walk or ride bikes and we just, I mean, it was really just let's ride our bike to the park, not really making a big deal out of this exercise and we need to do this. Really, let's get outside, get some sunshine. Let's go to the park together. Let's go to the library. We live in a really great location where we can walk to the Market Street, the grocery store. Hi. Uh, yeah, which is great. We can walk to the library. We can walk to the park. Um, so just showing them that it's important to get outside and then they feel better too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, as far as getting healthy within nutrition in the home, um, getting rid of the junk, like getting rid of the stuff in your cupboards that you know is not serving your family. You know that when they eat so much sugar, maybe this isn't everybody's kids, but my kids are maniacs. 
like an hour after they eat sugar, they um, usually crash. There's usually some meltdowns. Or they get really, really hyper and then just boom, they're done. Wow. Um, and that's not fun for anybody. That's not fun for them. That's not especially not fun for mom, right? Yeah. Um, but getting rid of uh, getting rid of the junk in your house, there are alternatives to almost everything. You can find a healthier version of whatever it is you're looking for is cookies and you can make some energy balls instead, you know, just finding healthy alternatives so they don't feel deprived. Like it's been a huge shift within your house, but letting them know too, that things are going to change in the fridge and pantry. Well, I'm doing that because I want you to feel good. No, I want you to feel good when you go to school. So like one or two days a week, we'll do a smoothie before school and I'll throw a handful of spinach in and my kids are like, I can't even taste this. You know, they're kind of excited, like surprised that they can't taste it and they're getting healthy at the same time. So it really is just committing the whole house, kind of teaching as you go. Like we're having this instead of what we used to have um, because I want you to feel good for school. I want you to feel, you know, like you have energy. Well, they always have energy. It's us that's looking for energy, right? (laughs) Um, But I want you to feel good all the time and I want you to know how to eat when you leave the home. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one size fits all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passion, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. Yeah, that's really smart. And I, there's so much in what you just said that like sparked ideas and thoughts in my mind, but one of them was, you know, I, I tend to go for the things that are convenient and that I know my kids will eat, especially because my youngest one right now is kind of a, she's my healthy eater, but she's also kind of a picky eater. And so she, she'll be the first one to be like, the other day she was like, mommy, I want some carrots. And I was like, all right, go get some carrots, you know? But at the same time, then she'll try to me, she'll say, I want a lollipop or I want a can. I had carrots. Now can I have candy? You know? <laughs> and I, 
I notice a difference in their attitude, their behavior when they eat the junk food. But I think for me, what I want to do next is like really kind of track it almost and be like, okay, when, like, what are some things that I can, instead of just starting from scratch, I mean, like, we're just cleaning out the pantry, like maybe removing a couple of things that I stop buying at the store every time, you know, and then see like, okay, well, if they have one fruit snack after school, does that really affect them the same as if they came in and had like a bag of potato chips or whatever it was, you know? Um, and then like, what are like trying out some new things? Like instead of this, maybe we have this, you know, and like my oldest one, she doesn't eat fruit. She'll eat an apple and a banana and that's it. But she loves like apples with peanut butter. So maybe I can just get her to eat that more and just not have the other options there, which is a really great idea. Um, and again, it just takes the, the prep and it takes the time. I think for me, that's a big thing that I struggle with is that things are so busy and we're so like on the go with kids sports and my work and my husband's job and this and that, that sometimes like she walks in the door from school and we're right back out the door again. And so stopping to say like, let's fix an apple and peanut butter and bring it in the car with us just doesn't seem as convenient as yeah, go grab some Cheez-Its and let's go. (laughs) Um, So I think it just, again, it becomes that habit of, you know, having things available to them that are convenient, that are healthy, that are things that they're going to enjoy. And one of the things we've started doing too is with my oldest one is every week you have to try something new that you've never tried before. And so like, she's getting better about it. Like, what was it she tried? uh, Oh, we were at a barbecue place and she wanted to try ribs. And she'd never had ribs before. She's like, I want to try one. And now she's obsessed with ribs. (laughs) And she tried something else recently. I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was a fruit. Anyway. And she was like, oh, this is actually really good. And I'm like, see, I'm not crazy. Like, (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. And part of the reason too, or like what you did really well there was you had her try, like she got to choose. I want to try ribs. Like it wasn't you saying you have to try this. You know what I mean? Like even giving them the choices, like here are two options at home. Uh, You can try whatever, broccoli and ranch or celery and peanut butter. You get to choose. And then they choose, they feel empowered. Like they made the decision. They're independent. They're grown up. Right. You know, because they they chose that. So good job. You're such a good mom. Well, thank you. Well, you you can say that, but you haven't seen my pantry. So... (laughs) (laughs) No, you're a good mom. You're a good mom. We all have room to improve in the pantry. Yeah. Well, and I think that is my biggest struggle. Like I said, is just the the convenience factor. So like, I know that having that box of Cheez-Its in the pantry for my kids to snack on or for me to snack on is not the best option when I could have, you know, string cheese and an apple or some almonds or whatever. Like my kids like pecans and things like that. I'm like, I need to just push that a little bit more. Um, But yeah, it's just making those choices. Yeah. And just simply not having it there. The truth is we're not going to go to the store if they want it, like, unless we're desperate and have like PMS cravings right? yeah. <laughs> or we're pregnant or having cravings that will not go away. And so we have it, right, right. Time, we're not going to run out to the store and get those things. So if we have all the healthy stuff available, I tell a lot of my clients, you know what? Your kids are going to get hungry and they're going to eat the healthy stuff. And the more that you get that on their palate, the more they get it, those tastes into their mouth, the more they're going to be accustomed to, okay, I eat this. I feel good. Yeah. It also starts to turn their body more alkaline instead of acidic. And then they start really enjoying vegetables and healthier food. That's okay. That's good to know. 
Hey guys, we're going to take a really quick break to talk about one of our amazing sponsors, HoneyBook. Y'all know I love HoneyBook for my business. It has helped me run my business so smoothly over the last couple of years. And today I want to tell you about one of my favorite features they offer, which is workflows. Workflows is an automated system you can set up within HoneyBook that will basically run your business for you without you having to lift a finger. This is such an amazing tool because not only does it allow you to work on your business instead of working in your business, but it gives you a chance to feel like you are welcoming these new clients and bringing them into your world without having to do the same thing over and over and over again for every single client. So let me give you a perfect example of how this works. Let's say Sarah, who is a newly engaged bride-to-be, reaches out to me through the contact form on my website. That contact form goes straight into HoneyBook, and I receive a notification that I now have a new inquiry in HoneyBook. I can easily open it on my laptop or my phone. Most of the time, I'm doing it from my phone on the app, and I can see her inquiry, and I can very quickly respond using a template email. The template email is a welcome email. I'm greeting her by name that's already set to go. I don't have to do anything to make that happen. I'm giving her links to all of my pricing guides and welcome information and just sharing a couple of extra like welcome, inviting things to make her feel like it's a very personal email. Now, sometimes if the inquiry has specific questions or information, like if she's asking, you know, is this date available, then I will just add that into the template email very quickly. It literally takes me about 30 seconds and I'm done. Once that email is sent, I can now activate a welcome sequence workflow. What this does is it will automatically send follow-up emails that I have already pre-created to Sarah over a course of time. And same thing when she, let's say she books her wedding with me, I can now activate the like booked bride workflow and it will over the course of time, send her informational emails, reminders. I can send out questionnaires. I can set it to give me notes. So I can set it to say on this day when it's six months out from their wedding, make sure to send a text message to your bride, letting her know that you're thinking about her. Or it can say, hey, here's a task for you. It's two weeks before the wedding. Make sure you follow up with the bride on the timeline for her big day. There's tons of things you can add to the workflow. It's completely open-ended. You can create it to be whatever works for your personal workflow. But guys, the greatness of this workflow, the automation to it, is that you're not having to remember to do all these things on your own. You do them once, you set them up, and you're done. And one of the things that my brides love is that I'm constantly sending them emails through these workflows that are informational, helping them plan their wedding. I share blog posts I've created about where to shop for your wedding dress in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I'll share blog posts about how to choose the perfect flowers for your ceremony space or how to let your bridesmaids know that you want them to be part of your big day. All of these emails are pre-written and spaced out according to their wedding date. So if their wedding is a year away, it's going to space the emails out on a timeline based on their project date. So it's not just going to send them all out on March 3rd. It's going to spread it out based on when their project date is. It's pretty amazing, guys. It makes you look like such a professional It makes you look like you've got your stuff together and you know exactly what you're doing. 
And a great thing is I was talking to a friend last night at a networking event and she said that one of the things that she adds to her workflow is a reminder for her, a task that for herself to send handwritten notes to her brides occasionally throughout the year, just checking in and saying hi. And guys, those are the little touches, those little touch points throughout the year or throughout the timeline before you work with your, your client that are going to make such an impact on your entire client experience. And with HoneyBook, they make it so easy to do. All you have to do is go in and spend a few minutes setting up your workflow, creating your template emails, your tasks, all the things you want to include, and then it's done and you don't have to think about it again. So if this sounds like something that your business could use in the new year, then I highly encourage you to check out HoneyBook along with all of their amazing other features such as client scheduling, invoicing, contracts, questionnaires, bookkeeping, so much stuff. I want you to check out HoneyBook. You can try it for free for two weeks. And if you sign up using the Girl Means Business code, then you get your entire year for half off. Guys, that's a huge savings. Half off your entire first year. You can go to bit.ly forward slash GMB HoneyBook. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash GMB HoneyBook. Or just head over to the show notes and click the link to get half off your first year with HoneyBook. All right, guys, let's get back to today's show. Um, so what have been, you know, over the course of the last couple of years when you have kind of re reintroduced yourself to this healthy lifestyle, what have been some of the biggest impacts you've seen on your life with your family, with your business, just personally, what has been like some of the biggest things, changes you've noticed that have been impactful for you? Okay. So, um, when I was not taking care of myself and was just not in a good spot in my health, I mean, I had everything from headaches daily, um, to joint pain, adrenal fatigue, which is like a constant state of fatigue where you wake up in the morning, but you don't feel awake. You feel kind of groggy until about usually four or five o'clock in the evening, and then you're wired and you can't sleep. So you're trying to fall asleep, and then you'll finally fall asleep to wake up about three, and then the whole cycle starts over again. Um, so constant adrenal fatigue, which then leads to brain fog, right? Because we all need seven to eight hours of sleep every night for recovery for our brains to be fresh. And so then I had just a crazy amount of brain fog to the point where if somebody would ask me a question, I mean, there are things that I knew I knew, but I just couldn't even find words. I, w- I remember saying wow. words are hard. <laughs> <laughs> it just got, I mean, it really was out of control. And it, what it came down to was the inflammation was so high in my body that everything was affected from it. And so from those symptoms, I literally couldn't run a business. Like I couldn't run a business successfully. Yeah. I was literally so tired all of the time. I felt so horrible. I usually had a headache. Um, it really impacted everything. I, I really wouldn't, I couldn't sit here today and run hello healthy with the way that I felt a year or two ago. That's crazy. It yeah. Impacted literally everything. And so, and that really came over. There wasn't really anything dramatic that I was doing. I was not like doing drugs or like not an alcoholic or, or really anything crazy. It just was over time, um, eating unhealthy and not even fried food a lot, maybe out to eat two times a week. Um, but just not making healthy choices day in and day out, not moving my body, allowing stress to take over my life instead of being able to relax and like, know that 
stressful things are going to happen. You just got to be able to let them roll off your back, you know. Um, but over time, the inflammation just kept growing and growing and growing. And finally, out after Greg had a stroke, relearned how to walk. I was like, okay, I got to figure this out, like because this is ridiculous. I kind of felt like a walking zombie. Wow. Yeah. I, it's interesting what you said about the adrenal fatigue because I. And even like, well, everything you just said, like, I think that I've experienced that. And I, in my mind, I was like, oh, this is just mom brain, you know, or, oh, it's just, I'm exhausted because I'm running two businesses and kids and a husband and all these things. And it, it's really easy for us to say like, well, that's just our life. Like, that's just life now. Like, that's my new normal. When I'm talking to you and I'm listening to you talk about like how, no, that's not normal. And that's not how our bodies were meant to feel and how they're not meant to function that way. But I think a lot of us really just look at it and go, oh, I'm getting older or, well, I've just got so much going on and everybody feels stressed and everybody feels this way when really that's not how we're supposed to feel. And I think that that's a big awakening for a lot of us is like, oh no, I'm, I'm supposed to feel way better than I do right now. And now I have to put in the work to make the change because I know for me, like I've kind of done this roller coaster with my health in the last probably 10 years of like 10 or 12 years ago, I was running a half marathon. I was exercising every day. I was eating really healthy. I was eating very clean. Like we went through a whole phase where we just ate very clean, nothing processed, um, kind of 80, 20 rule. Like you said, like we just kind of cut out all these things that were, you know, if you came in the freezer or the bar or box, whatever, we kind of crossed you know, mixed it out. And I felt amazing. Like I woke up every morning, like jumping out of bed, ready to go. I had all this energy. Things didn't bother me the way, like you were saying, like the stress didn't kind of hit you the same way. Um, and then I had kids and life and fell into a little bit of depression with postpartum depression, which led to other depression. And, you know, and then I'd have moments where I'd be like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I would get back on that track and I would feel the change but I was like, I don't know, there's something, you, the way you said it to me, I was like, it hit me. I was like, no, this is not how we're meant to live. We're supposed to live in that high of things feel good. I mean, obviously we're going to have issues. We're going to have aches and pains and sure. getting older, but our bodies were built to feel a certain way. And it's not okay for us to go through life feeling like, no, it's normal to walk through life in a fog because it's not. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I will tell you that, so when I was having all of these symptoms, I was going to doctors and getting tested because I thought maybe I had some sort of an autoimmune disease or something else was wrong because I knew the state that I was in just, it was just not healthy. And so they ran tests after tests and everything came back negative. And I had several doctors tell me, this is just part of getting older and you having babies. And I just wouldn't... I wouldn't rest in that. I knew that this was not how I was supposed to feel the rest of my life. And so I really had to take a more functional approach to um, how I was going to get my health back. And that's really, uh, that's where all the research came in, but it was a very frustrating process. So if any of your listeners, if you are going to the doctor and they're saying, no, everything's fine. And this is just how you're supposed to feel that you can feel better. You can feel better. I, there is hope for you. You can feel, um, like you have energy when you wake up in the morning. You do not have to feel like you're 80 years old when you're in your 30s or 40s or however old you are. So there's hope. That's crazy that you had doctors telling you that because, I mean, 
to me that they should be saying the opposite. <laughs> yeah, they were ready to put me on um, prescriptions and then just said, you know, this is just kind of part of it. And that's one of the things like, and I, I kind of attribute to this to the fact that like I grew up with somewhat like hippie parents that I, a lot of people, their first go-to is, well, I just need medication. And I know like when I was struggling with like my postpartum depression and stuff, my doctor wanted to put me on medication and I did for a while, but I was like, I, I'm just not a big medication person. I don't like the idea of putting something in my body to make my body feel the way I think it should feel naturally. And I definitely think that there are things that we can do, like, like you said, eating better, the exercise, I think the exercise is a huge part of what helps like regulate all the things in your body to make you feel better. And so, um, like I'm the type of person, like my first go-to isn't medication. And it makes me nervous when a lot of people are like, their first go-to is, well, put me on something. And, you know, sadly, a lot of doctors are pretty quick to do that when, I think a lot of that could be taken care of with just changing our lifestyles a little bit. Absolutely. And so, and this could be a whole different conversation, but the amount of food companies that the pharmaceutical companies own would blow your mind. Oh, I'm sure. I, yeah. Yeah. It's, really it's crazy. I think if you go down that rabbit hole, it can be real intimidating and overwhelming to really like look at the big picture of what's going on in our world yes. today. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I want to talk about your Hello Healthy program. Can you tell me a little bit about how it works, what it is, you know, how can people learn more about it? Okay. So Hello Healthy is a program where women can ditch diets and get healthy once and for all, you know, and get their families healthy too. So there are different um, areas that we focus on. So one of them, of course, is movement. Get yourself out there and move five days a week, 30 minutes. It doesn't have to be crazy. You can do it right at home. There are free apps like the Fit On app. Um, amazing workouts on there. The Nike training app is also amazing if you need free workouts right from home. Um, or if you know that you're not going to do it from home, go grab a friend and get a gym membership or hire a personal trainer. Do what you know you're actually going to get done. Like, until you can really trust yourself and until the habit is instilled, if you know the home workouts aren't going to work for you, don't put that on your calendar and expect to actually get it done. Yeah. Okay. It's funny. I was going to jump in real quick and say this because I thought about it right before we started recording. Um, I have two girlfriends that we kind of go to the same gym and we'll usually go at the same time right after we drop our girls off at school. And we're like each other's accountability partners and we're not, you know, rude. We're not like, Hey, where were you today? But we try to go three times a week and meet up and we go to classes or we'll go walk on the treadmill and talk. And I didn't go today because I was taking my youngest one to get her flu shot. And I, right before we hit record, they both messaged me and were like, Hey, we missed you at the gym this morning. It was a really great class. And so having that accountability for me personally has been huge because when I get up, I'm like, Oh, they're going to, they're expecting me to be there. Like on the days when I don't feel like going, I will put on my workout clothes and my tennis shoes and I will go and because I know they're waiting for me there. So that's been a huge thing for me. So if anyone who's like, I don't really enjoy exercise, find someone to do, do it with. And let me tell you, if you're walking on a treadmill and you're having a conversation with somebody that's a good friend, 45 minutes to an hour will go by like nothing. <laughs> so fast. And you're in community, which is a, it's another piece of Hello Healthy is reaching out to somebody that you love dearly every single day or connecting 
yeah, connecting with your husband or your wife or your kids in your home, like taking 10 minutes to just like really connect with people. I think we're in this weird stage in technology where it's really, I mean, it's really taken over a lot of our lives, which is beautiful because now we're more connected with people all over the world and we can build businesses right from our home. Um, and that's beautiful, but it also takes away from our family too and from a sense of community. So we're not in the workplace. We're working from our home by ourselves, And so we have to get connected. And so you going and working out with your friends is perfect. Like you're getting that connection piece in. you're not feeling lonely, which then can, especially if you're raising babies, um, that postpartum depression can even settle in up to a year after you have the baby. You know, there's so many hormones. I had postpartum depression all three times with all three girls. So I totally understand that. And community was a big piece of me. Um, helping to get out of it. I love that you built that into your program. Cause I think that's something that's, that's not really talked about a lot when it comes to like getting healthy. It's, it's, it's always diet and exercise, but we don't talk enough about the social aspect of it. And I think that's, I love that. I love that you have that aspect in there. Thank you. Thank you. So, okay. So the other ones are sleep. We have to get seven to eight hours of sleep. And a lot with a lot of my clients, I have to do sleep training with them, just like we did with our kids, right? To get them to sleep through the night. But a lot of us are so accustomed to waking up so many times throughout the night. Learning to get good, hard sleep will really it will literally change your life. So um, another area we focus on is water, of course. Drinking half your body weight in ounces of water is so dang important. Getting sunshine, so getting outside, getting 10 to 15 minutes of sunshine, ideally in between 10 and 2 when the sun is strongest. Um, we are all lacking in vitamin D. I think they say 95% of us are, have a vitamin D deficiency, which wow. that can cause, yeah, that can cause depression. And so it's so important for us to just get outside. It's also so important to just be in nature um, mm-hmm. and just, I don't know, not be so trapped in our houses and in our offices. And just remember that there is life outside of these, these buildings, right? I don't think that um, the plan was always for us to sit inside. Yeah. So sometime, and then the last, the, one of the biggest pieces is nutrition. So we do shorten our eating window, which as everybody knows is called intermittent fasting. Um, but it's really just, that's just a fancy term for the time period that you are not eating. Um, and this range is anywhere from 12 to 16 hours. Um, as a woman, you want to be careful the week before your cycle. If you're feeling more hungry, you don't want to fast a full 16 hours. Right around 12 to 14 hours, it's like perfect. Um, and then we focus on nutrition. So with every meal, which we focus on three meals a day. So the five to six meals, which used to be super popular, um, that is just not give our body the amount of time that we need to digest and get through the amount of food that we ate before we eat again. And so three meals a day, if you're eating protein, fat, fiber, and greens at each one of those meals, you are going to feel full and satiated. So being satiated gives you a sense of calm, and it almost releases anxiety if you have any. So if you sit down to eat and you eat until your body's around 80, 90% full and you stand up, you should feel a sense of calm from eating. Um, And so teaching my clients that is that this is the biggest piece that we teach our families. So intermittent fasting is the one area that we don't have kids do. The only thing I suggest is that you stop eating dinner 
or you stop eating two hours before bedtime. And that goes for the whole family. That gives our body a chance to really digest. Whereas if you know, if you eat at like 9.30 at night and then you go to bed at 10, you kind of feel a little icky. Your body just doesn't feel quite right. When we sleep, that gives our, our body time to heal. Um, and when we eat too close to bedtime, then we're too busy digesting. We don't have time to get into that healing mode as much. So those are really the areas that we focus on in Hello Healthy. Um, it really is a functional program. Um, I love the way that my clients are feeling after such a short time. So I literally just launched the program about a month ago. And they're already seeing such a difference, already seeing such a difference in their kids too, which just completely melts my heart. Oh, I love that. And I love, I think, you know, I've seen a lot of programs out there and I've looked into several of them in the past. And even like back in early twenties, I would do things like Weight Watchers or I had friends who'd be like, oh, let's do this or let's do that. But I love that yours encompasses like the whole big picture and that it includes the family too. Because again, there's so many times that I've seen things where it's like focusing on just you as the adult or the mom or the dad or whoever. But like, I look at my kids and I'm, and my oldest one is getting into where she wants to cook. So for Christmas, she got like a, her own cookbook and her own apron. And she's always asking to help with cooking dinners. And one of my husband and I's goals for this new year is to cook more meals at home. Cause we've been really bad about just like, Hey, on your way home, pick something up. And so our goal is five out of the seven nights to have a planned at home meal. And so it's been fun to like see her get to be part of that. Like she'll sit down with me and we'll go through cookbooks together and find recipes to create. And so I love that you're focusing on the family, not just the person, um, because that's a huge, I mean, like we're not, we don't stand alone. We are part of a, a community within our own homes and within our community itself. And so I'm super excited for this program. I think it's going to do really, really well. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. And one big thing that motivates me is having my girls be able to leave the home and not do 27 diets. They know exactly how to eat. They know when they go to build their dinner, it's protein, healthy fats, greens, and fiber. You know, they know what to do. And so they don't have to have that area of struggle because Mia and I went through, I tried them all grapefruit diets, cabbage <laughs> soup, you name it, friend, I did it. And so that is something that also inspires me is just to be able to teach them, teach them yeah. habits that they'll have for life. Well, not even with the nutrition, but just like you said, the sleep and the getting out and being outdoors. You know, I think that especially now with kids, like we're, they're so accustomed to come home and play video games or do this or do that. And I'm like, no, like luckily we live on two acres and my kids are outside a lot. Um, especially when it's, you know, of course being living in Texas, you know, like we don't really have a winter. And so like right now it's probably 55 degrees outside and we'll be outside later riding bikes and playing. But I think there's a lot of kids who don't do that very often, especially if they, you know, have parents that work till five or six o'clock at night and they don't get a home. They're in childcare until, you know, it's dark and stuff. And so I think that's a huge component too. And I just, I love that it's looking at the whole big picture and not just, one thing I say this, like with going back to the idea of doctors, like one of the things that always drives me nuts, my dad has had these issues for the past several years with different things. And they're always trying to send him to a specialist. And so someone will say, well, it's your, it's your kidneys or no, it's your heart or no, it's this, go see this person. And I'm like, why can't there be one person who just looks at the whole body? You know, like, why can't there be a doctor who looks at the whole big picture and can tell you what's wrong? Why do we have to have somebody that's like, 
I, I only look at the kidneys and I only look at the heart and I only look at the lungs or whatever it might be. And so that's how I feel about like diet programs. A lot of them is like, let's look at your nutrition or, and then I'm like, well, that's great. But what about the rest of my life? You know, like, or the fact that like, you're wanting me to do something that's not sustainable for a long time. And so I think, you know, listening to you talk about your Hello Healthy program, I think it looks at this as a lifestyle and not a diet. And the fact that it encompasses everything in our lives that is so important, how it all works together and it can't just stand alone is going to be what makes it have like this huge impact for people's lives. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm so excited about it. Like I just want to be able to leave the world a better place, you know, and a healthier place because I know it just, it impacts everything. Like I said before, like the way that I felt, I literally, I mean, my kids would come home from school and they'd say, Oh, do you have, do you have a headache? Do you need to lay down? You know? And so it impacts everything. And I feel like if I can help women become healthier, they're going to have healthier homes. They're going to be better wives, better, better moms, better business owners. They're just going to have a more fulfilled life. So I feel like it's really, really my calling. That's amazing. Well, I'm so excited. Well, how can people find you and learn more about your program or learn more about you? I'm most active on Instagram and Instagram stories. I give a ton of tips and little recipes and ideas for your family on there. And you can find me at Mrs. MRS B, like the bumblebee, B-E-E, Karn, C-A-R-N. So Mrs. B Karn. And then I'm also on Facebook. You can find me on on there at B Carnahan. So C-A-R-N-A-H-A-N. Perfect. And I'll link to all those in the show notes. And so people can just easily click on it and find you and follow you. And is your program open for enrollment all the time or does it have a window opportunity? Um, I just just getting ready to close. So it'll be open. I'll leave it open since this podcast is coming out in about a week. Um, it will close the end of January. Perfect. Awesome. That's awesome. Yay. Okay. So guys go jump on it. Make sure you check it out. You won't regret it. I promise. Thank you so much for chatting with us today. I really, really appreciate it. This has been so interesting and it's inspired me to start getting healthier in all areas. Cause I know I need like sleep, especially I need to get more sleep. I'm such a night owl and I I've got to get better about that. So you've inspired me to definitely do that for sure. <laughs> this is your year. It is. It is. Well, thank you so much. And I look forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you so much. So I feel like this was definitely the interview worth waiting for. And I think it was a perfect timing for it with January, starting fresh new year, new healthy habits. And thank you so much to Barbara for taking time out of her schedule to chat with me and to share all of her amazing tips with all of us. I hope you are diving into some healthy habits this year. I cannot wait to see what 2020 holds for you. Make sure you head over to the Girl Means Business Facebook group and join in our conversation about healthy habits and which ones you are going to start working on in 2020. All right, guys, have a wonderful, wonderful week. I will see you back here next week. Same time, same place. If you loved today's episode, don't forget to click the subscribe button so you never miss when a new episode goes live. Then head over to iTunes and leave a quick review to let other people know just how much you loved it. Thanks, ladies. See you next week.